Hello, my zebras and spoonies. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me today. I am glad that you are here. Today, I want to talk about my experience with migraines as an installment in the My Diagnosis series. I personally have two kinds of migraines. I experience abdominal migraines and migraine headaches with aura or classic migraine. Uh, while they are very different experiences, they are technically the same thing, and I want to talk about them together to highlight how varied the migraine experience really can be. As always, I'm going to start out by talking about what a migraine is, and then I'll get into what the two different types I experience are. Uh, so the first thing to note is that it is a neurological disorder. It's not really a type of headache. In fact, it is possible to have a migraine without having any head pain. Having a headache is one possible and very common symptom of migraines, but it isn't actually a headache disorder. So the American Migraine Foundation defines a migraine as an inherited neurological disorder that is characterized by an overexcitability of specific areas of the brain. I make this point because people are often confused when I talk about abdominal migraines. When they go into the conversation thinking that migraines are a headache disorder, it is very confusing for someone to be talking about abdominal symptoms. Uh, many people who have migraines never have headaches. So it is so important to keep in mind that it is a disorder that is about overexcitement of the nervous system rather than a pain disorder. Again, that's a very common symptom, but it's not required to be a migraine. Just like the majority of other chronic illnesses, the cause is unknown. We know that there is an overexcitability in the brain, and depending on what part of the brain is overexcited will dictate what symptoms a person will experience. And this is why there is a vast array of variability under the umbrella of this single diagnosis. There are many different types of migraines, and the diagnosis is often layered to describe the features of each individual's migraine. So the first part of the migraine diagnosis is how often the person is experiencing migraines. This is measured by the number of days that the person has migraine symptoms in a month. This can be episodic, which is seven days a month, high frequency episodic, which is eight to 14 days a month, or chronic, which is 15 or more days a month. I currently am in the category of being episodic for both types of my migraines. Uh, before I was receiving treatment, I was high-frequency episodic for the migraines with aura, and I was chronic for the abdominal migraines. The next thing that they consider for the diagnosis is whether or not you have an aura for your migraines. You can have an aura with any kind of migraine. It can be a wide range of sensations or neurological symptoms that precede the migraine symptoms. For me, I do not get an aura with my abdominal migraines. I do get an aura with the migraine headaches. For me, the aura is a change in my vision that I can best describe as a smearing. The edges of everything become fuzzy. And when I move my eyes, there is an after image that trails behind everything, leaving a smear of color in the field of vision. And this makes it impossible to drive. And there are many other tasks that I cannot perform safely when this vision change occurs. 
reading is really difficult. The next thing that is considered um, is where you're having pain, if any. If you are having head pain, this is dubbed a headache. If the pain is in the abdomen, it is likely that you'll be diagnosed with abdominal migraines. If you don't have any pain, you'll be diagnosed with migraine without headache or silent migraine. Um, I have abdominal migraines and migraine headaches. The last thing that they consider is if there are any classic patterns of symptoms presenting. If so, you'll be diagnosed with an additional modifier based on the symptom set that you present with or your pattern. Uh, these include brainstem aura, hemiplegic migraine, menstrual migraine, ocular migraine, vestibular migraine, or ophthalmoloplegic migraine, which I'm sure I did not say right. Uh, my migraine headaches are menstrual migraines. My abdominal migraines don't have any additional symptom sets to add a qualifier to the diagnosis. Um, hopefully, this big, long explanation makes it clear that migraines are very complex and much more than headaches. So my full diagnosis for, for my migraines are first, episodic abdominal migraines without aura. And then the second one is episodic menstrual migraine headaches with aura. So both of these diagnoses are very long, they're very complex, and they have multiple layers to the diagnoses. And each piece of it gives um, healthcare providers information about the nature of the symptoms that present when you have a migraine. So both migraine types suck. Um, I can count on having a migraine two or three days every month when I'm menstruating. My preventative medications have not prevented these migraines, but have reduced their severity. Uh, most of the time I can be functional through the symptoms if I need to be. Before being on the Topamax, that was not even an option. I was out of commission when the migraine headache came. Um, as much as these migraines suck, the abdominal migraines are much worse for me as an individual, partly because I hate vomiting more than I hate being in pain. Uh, before getting on to Topamax, I was having abdominal pain with vomiting 20 to 25 days a month. It was awful. Now I am down to one or two days a month. For me, Topamax has been amazing. It has been absolutely life-changing. Migraines are a complex experience with several phases, and not every person experiences every phase of the migraine. So the first phase of the migraine is the prodrome phase. About 77% of people who have migraines experience this phase. Uh, there is a gender difference with 81% of women experiencing this phase, while only 64% of men do. This phase usually begins one or two days before the pain phase. Frequent symptoms during the prodromal phase includes frequent yawning, mood change, often um, irritability, lethargy, neck symptoms, which is usually stiffness or pain, light sensitivity, physical restlessness, difficulties in focusing vision, feeling cold, having food cravings, sound sensitivity, sweating, excessive thirst, uh, excessive energy, and even edema. So 
I don't have a prodromal phase for my abdominal migraines, but I do for my migraine headaches. But it is possible that these symptoms are because I am getting ready to start menstruation rather than because of the migraine headache. I get irritable, have fatigue and lethargy, crave sugar, and have increased difficulty focusing. And those are not uncommon symptoms when someone is getting ready to start menstruation. So there's really no way for me to tease out what's causing those symptoms because it really could be either. But I can usually say when this stuff is starting that I might have a migraine coming and that my menstruation is going to be starting um, because for me, my menstruation is very irregular. The aura phase can precede the, the pain phase or it can arrive simultaneously. Um, it can include both negative and positive symptoms. So negative symptoms include the loss or the reduction of function, like losing the ability to see. While positive symptoms are the addition or increase of something, like seeing flashing lights or smelling something that isn't there. And about 25% of people with migraines have an aura. And visual auras are the most common, with allodynia being the second most common. I have no aura with my abdominal migraines. With my migraine headaches, I get vision changes that I've previously described, and they start about a few hours uh, before the pain phase. During the pain phase, I also have allodynia, which is the experience of pain from stimuli that isn't normally painful. For most people, it is experienced in the scalp or face, but it can be anywhere on the body. Uh, for me, it is on my scalp and in my mouth eating while I have a migraine headache will make my teeth hurt. Uh, the next phase is the pain phase. This is when the person experiences the headache or abdominal pain. Uh, during the pain phase, uh, there are a multitude of symptoms that are commonly present with the pain, including nausea, vomiting, photophobia, phonophobia, uh, rhinorrhea, lactromation, allodynia, and osmophobia. This is also when the other symptom clusters would present if a person has them, such as those for hemiplegic or ocular migraine. And you can have all of those other asundry symptoms, and it occurs in what we dub the pain phase, even if you do not have um, pain. So if you have what we consider a silent migraine, then you are still going to have this phase, but you're going to present with the nausea, the light sensitivity, the sound sensitivity, those kinds of symptoms are going to occur in this phase. And it's still underneath the umbrella of the pain phase. Um, some people refer to this as the migraine phase to kind of tease it out and separate it from the idea that there has to be uh, pain present. During an abdominal migraine, I suddenly start having abdominal pain. There's nothing really leading up to it. I don't have the oral or phase. I don't have the prodromal phase. I just wham, I start having abdominal pain. And it 
it's a throbbing stab that's in time with my heartbeat. The pain is mostly in my left upper abdominal quadrant, but often radiates down into the left lower quadrant. I experience nausea and vomiting that is very intense. I will completely empty my guts and go into dry heaves, and it feels like I'm trying to vomit up my toes. I feel cold and get sweaty. I have light sensitivity and sound sensitivity. During my migraine headaches, the pain is on the right side of my face with it being the most severe at my right eye. It feels as if someone is stabbing my eye in a throbbing fashion. Um, In time with my heartbeat, my face burns and my teeth ache. Um, anything touching my scalp is painful. I have light sensitivity. I also have nausea and vomiting, but not as severe as I do with the abdominal migraines. So the last phase of the migraine is the post phase. This phase consists of a movement vulnerable pain in the same location as the previous pain. Um, and common symptoms can also be exhaustion, dizziness, difficulty concentration, concentrating, and even euphoria. Um, after I have a migraine of either kind, I experience a post phase that's pretty much the same. I have positional pain. Being upright means more pain for me. I am very tired and usually end up sleeping a prolonged period of time. I have dizziness and poor concentration. I often feel sad and emotionally used up. Migraines are a lot of work. They just suck. They eat up every spoon I have. Um, I think that the thing that is the most difficult about having migraines is the misconception that they are just headaches. Uh, When I have a migraine, I sometimes have to call out from work. And even though I am a nurse and work with individuals who are educated on what a migraine is, there's a great deal of stigma around having migraines. I'm often seen as being lazy or work avoidant. Um, I have frequently gotten comments like, just take an aspirin. And this is while working in the medical field. I can't imagine what those dealing with migraines face when they are working in other environments. The productivity culture in this country is toxic and good for no one. I promise that no one wants me to be coming into work as their nurse when I am uncontrollably vomiting, can't concentrate, and cannot read. This is not a safe condition in which to be providing patient care. Yet American culture is such that they think that we should be working through it no matter how awful we feel. This must change. Humans have limitations and those limits need to be respected. So if you would like to learn more about migraines, I strongly recommend the book, The Migraine Brain, Your Breakthrough Guide to Fewer Headaches, Better Health by Carolyn Bernstein and Elaine McArdle. The book was published in 2008, so it is an older book. Despite that, I still feel that it is the most patient-friendly and most comprehensive overview of migraines that is currently in print. The treatment section in the book is outdated, but if you want to learn more about the types and classifications of migraines, this is the book to read. If you are looking for a guide for tracking your symptoms and starting a migraine journal, this is the book to read 
read. It is an excellent place to start if you have been newly diagnosed with migraines or if you think you might have migraines and you want to kind of explore that possibility further. If you're looking for more information or more patient support for the treatment of migraines, there are two great organizations out there doing great work. Uh, the first one is the American Migraine Foundation, and their website is American migrainefoundation.org. They have great education resources. They talk about the research being done. They have a great library with patient guides. They have um, just a lot of resources that are available uh, to both patients and doctors that are about migraines. The other one is the National Headache Foundation, and their website is headache.org. Again, they have a lot of patient education information, a lot of uh, education for providers. They also have a resource on that site to help you find a provider who specializes in diagnosing and treating headaches. This is a super helpful resource. Um, if you're having any kind of headache or migraine symptoms, it's really important to know specifically what your diagnosis is so that you can get the right treatment so you can find relief. <sighs> Well, that's about it for my rambling today. And today was a long one. So thanks for coming and spending some time with me. If you like what you've listened to, uh, please consider supporting the podcast. It really does help. And until we talk again, you guys, be sure to take care of yourselves. Bye.